a study found that marriages that were consummated during economic downturns actually proved longer lasting than unions in periods of relative prosperity. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How are you doing today? You know, thank you so much for listening, and I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 98 of the Chris and Christine Show. do 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 Fantastic. It is Sunday. We actually are recording this one day late. So we are in the future now, or I guess the past, or how we look at it. I don't so. know, but I think that I sometimes like doing it on Sundays, but um, we're having to adjust a little bit our podcasting schedule as Christine Smith Designs gets up and running a bit more. So what is Christine Smith Designs? Well, thank you so much for asking, Chris. It is my, I don't want to call it new venture because I've been in the wedding biz for like 12, 13 years, but I took a break when I moved down here to San Diego. And Christine Smith Designs is my business, and it is a wedding coordination and planning and floral design business, and it is booming. Booming. You know, uh, Christine yesterday actually was gone all day at a wedding and event. She was taking care of hosting the whole thing? What were you doing? Yeah, so I was the wedding coordinator, and um, I did some floral design prep work on the a few days prior getting ready for it. But uh, yeah, I was serving as the day of wedding coordinator for a really sweet couple. And they had a like family-centered, smaller wedding in the parents' backyard, which was gorgeous. It looked like an event venue itself. And they, Wait, like, did you, are you responsible for setting all that stuff up? Uh, that's a great question. No. So my responsibilities are like I do the decor. I mean, I did set up some stuff, but I don't do the heavy lifting stuff. That's They have to have other people to do that because – I'm not able to do all of that plus work a 13 or 14 hour event. And so the family had set up like the tables and chairs, but I did have to do things like that I don't normally do, like bringing all the alcohol out and icing it and stuff like that. And so that was a little bit hard. Did they have a bartender at the event or like that or a a DJ or something like that? They had a DJ, a really good DJ. And um, I can't remember what the company is called, but it's Terry Nava and they were fantastic. Uh, But no, they didn't have a bartender. So um, the couple, they were really sweet and they love some mixed drinks like margaritas and Moscow mules. And so they pre-mixed it into the big glass beverage containers. And so like a punch bowl or something, not a punch bowl, but the ones that have a little spigot on it, they look really nice. And so people could go and pour it that way. And then they had, um, oh, what are they called? Cut water spirits and bottled beers on ice and then sodas and waters and people could just like walk up and grab what they wanted. But I took our silver beverage uh, ice chest, the one that's on rollers. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And oh, I'm so glad I did because it was the only bottle opener that they had. Oh, no way. Because <laughs> it has a bottle opener built yeah, on the side of the, of the uh, actual cooler built in. Shout out to whoever designed that thing. Yeah. And it was a wedding gift from my fabulous friend, Fabi, from work and her family. And it's come in so handy. And everybody's like, oh, I need to get one of those. That's so nice. Because it fits like, I don't know, I think there was like 50 
bottles of beer and then like 30 bottled waters in there. Plus ice on top. And it's got yeah, a cool there was little like drain. 30, 30 pounds or 40 pounds of ice in there. There's a little drain on the bottom of it that you unplug and you actually can drain the water out because, you know, obviously when the ice melts, it turns into water when you get the water out. And it's actually, it's funny, that little drain plug, you unscrew it and it has a little bit of an angle at the bottom of the cooler to where the water can kind of like <laughs> drain out this little trough out the thing. So, yeah. so after like a good party and you have all the ice in there, I just set it on the lawn and open it up and let the water uh, you know come out yeah it's really cool and you know the wedding was great but i was zonked exhausted when i came i think you still are exhausted i am yeah it's you know it definitely it's a really rigorous day and it was out in the heat almost all day and so you know i got on the road at 7 30 to go pick up the wedding cake and then had to drive up to north county for it and then um, took very minimal breaks. And I was wearing dress shoes um, for the actual wedding. I wore tennis before and after. But wearing those dress shoes, it's really hard on your feet because it's not as cushy. So I think I'm going to need to find some really dressy tennis shoes. Right. They have those. Uh, what are they? I would think that anybody who does any kind of real estate would probably have to wear something like that. But I could be wrong. Maybe. No, they all wear those chicks wear heels everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you would think that. But all the walking around you think you would do showing the property, unless you're not really showing the property, maybe just showing them to the office and they're like, yeah, go look around the place. Yeah, just okay, here's, <laughs> here's the key. Just go in, knock yourself out. I'll be in the car. Well, I think it would be so cute if I got like some because I wear black when I'm coordinating typically because then you just kind of blend in. You don't stand out as much. Oh, you're not you know? wearing a white dress to the no. <laughs> It would be funny but, if you did. <laughs> but you have to be a lot behind the scenes and so like wearing black always looks professional and so I typically will like have my hair up in a bun and you know wear a nice blouse and stuff but I wear a different outfit on the morning of like decor setup. Um, you know just shorts and a tank top and tennies and then do a little quick change and throw my hair up in the bun put a little bit of blush on and put my eyebrows on so i don't look scary <laughs> oh there you go yeah you almost like you said black it kind of reminds me of like all the butlers and waiters have like exactly the, like the, they usually wear like the uh button up uh, black and white suits and are the ties and all that and kind of be in the background and yeah and things like that so or you go to like some restaurants sometimes they'll wear like the black chefs will have like the black outfits on with the button down what are those things the chefs have they have like the the buttons that go across it's like a uh, i don't know it's just like a chef's Outfit. <laughs> yes, one of those things. Yeah, yeah you should get one of those. By the way, it was just that's flowers. too hot. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's outside most. So speaking of being weddings in summertime, summertime's a big time for weddings. I would think. Yeah, I would think so, and especially since there were no weddings or very minimal weddings last summer, it seems like it's even busier. But it's definitely been hot lately, which makes it hard when they're oh. outdoor weddings. Because if you think about it. Um, especially when you're using like an outdoor park or something like that, if they don't have a ven like a restroom venue, then people have to bring in different types of porta potties. And do you uh, know what did, I did? They have one over there. They did, but do you know what I found out is a huge business in the wedding industry. What's that? Fancy porta potties. Do they have those? They're called like posh privies. Are you talking and- the ones that are like built into like a travel trailer? They're like they bring a trailer over. Oh yes, and there's ones that's like. They're fancy and it's like um, you walk in and sometimes it'll have like music playing and they're a little bit roomier so that you're not like in an airplane stall. And they probably have air conditioning in those too, right? I don't know, I, but I yesterday's hope. didn't. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, that was sounds like a fun day you had yesterday. I did. And you know, that couple that Veronica and Poe, whose weddings that I did, they were just 
the most amazing couple to work with. And they gave me a gift at the end of the night. No way. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. No, no. You're not supposed to get a <laughs> gift. You're supposed to give a gift to the to the uh, bride and groom. They don't give gifts. But they were so appreciative because the story, the backstory is that they had to let go of their previous coordinator just three weeks before the wedding. And they found me. And I guess I did a lot wait, more. They let her go. Like, like go where? Like they had to release her from her contract because she wasn't fulfilling you it. You fired. Yes, I was just saying it nicely. But why would they fire her? I just said because the person wasn't doing what they were contracted to do. And I'm not going to say any more than that. So they found me and hired me three weeks before. And they told me they were blown away by what I did. But I was just working really hard for them because I just felt like they were super stressed out. But what they did is they created for me a customized, branded Christine Smith Designs t-shirt. No way. Yeah. So they used this machine called a Cricut that you can like cut out little designs. Ironically, it does not play Cricut. I know. It's spelled spelled C-R-I-C-U-T, but it's pronounced Cricut. And uh, Veronica, the bride, she's really savvy with using it. And um, her husband, Poe, is such a good helper. So she printed it out and then he did what's called weeding, which is like pulling out all of the little tiny pieces so that it just leaves the cutout design. So it's not gardening we're talking about. No, (laughs) but it was like very delicate. If you see my logo at christinesmithdesigns.com, you'll see it's a very delicate, like dainty logo. And they made this shirt for me and they created the logo. They went to my website, downloaded the image, Created it into an SVG and then like there's all these steps that they do. SVG, is that something you need designed for your... For the Cricut and SVG file. Yeah, so you have to like convert it and all of that. All this computer language. I know, but it was just so special. But I'm sorry, I've been rambling on because yesterday was a big day for me. It was a big first, not first wedding, but it was a big wedding. It was your first time actually because you started this business going into it thinking like, you know, let's try this again. And you had a lot of people compliment you on the flowers you did for the 4th of July party we had all these centerpieces you designed those flowers and everybody said you did such a fantastic job with that and i think at that point was you got the idea like maybe i should do this uh i was just like i'll dip my toe in the water because i do events and things like that for fun and for friends and i'm always there helping out my mom raised us girls to be very hospitable but yeah it's definitely kind of something in my blood so it was a you know, it's the first big gig since I've launched the business, the formal business name, the website and everything. Um, it's not the first time that I've done a wedding. It is the first time that I've done a big wedding in San Diego. I've done lots up in the Central Valley. Are they as big or what? Um, there's just like a different culture around weddings here. And it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's more of a production. Here? Yeah. Than it was in Fresno. It was like... The perfect sunset, the perfect pictures, the yeah. perfect dress, and the perfect lighting. Yeah. Like, I didn't think sunset photos were a big thing until I moved to San Diego. Do they have sunset photos in Fresno? What, what do you got? Like a valley? You got like the hills? Or is there anything you I think mean, of- you, I guess you could up in the mountains, but you'd have to drive for it. But, but nothing at the, at the valley? There's nothing there? But even the sunsets, it's like you're in the valley, so you don't get like an angle toward the, the sunset. Like, the best thing with sunset photos is if you're like, on sunset cliffs or on a mountain where it slopes down and you get that great image of the sunset behind you or at some kind of elevation. You don't really have that in Central Cal. So you're like at the bottom of the of the bowl <laughs> yeah. and you're looking out. Yeah. And um, so you can't really... Yeah, I guess I get that. But I, I just thought... 
theoretically, since the sun's in the sky, you pretty much get a sunset shot anywhere. Well, you can, but I just don't think it's as big of a thing in like Central California. I think sunset photos, like sunset wedding photos are like a beachy town kind of thing. You know, it's funny. I saw this meme on Instagram the other day from this uh, Instagram feed I I follow about San Diego stuff. And they always throw jokes and stuff, joke memes. And they have this meme where this guy is like sneaking out of a car and takes a little picture with his camera, like like one of those like (laughs) PI photographers, snaps it. It says every San Diego when they see a sunset. Yeah. (laughs) Like, gotcha. It is so funny. But enough of me. What has happened in your week, Chris? And how are you doing? Well, you know, back to work, the usual stuff, you know. Uh, Speaking of work, I'm actually going to work next week. Actually, tomorrow's Monday. And I'm going to be there Monday morning at 8 a.m. What? What is it? You're like a vampire. Uh, The opposite of a vampire, an umpire. (laughs) What what is that going to be all about? Well, it turns out that I am going to be one of the exclusives. I should say the exclusive driver trainer at my work and the uh, night crew, actually. So I'll be training uh, new guys and I'll be training... you know, guys that have screwed up and other drivers. Oh, those guys that screwed up. You know, and I'll be uh, put them in line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, um, you know, I want to be not uh, the, the smoothest, nicest guy out there. I'll be. Kinda... All right. <laughs> be careful. No, Don't get cocky. No, I'll be cool about it. But so next week I ha- I personally have to go through training myself. They got to train me so I can train the other guys. It's a whole thing they do. Now, didn't you also get something this week at work to kind of demonstrate why you are such a badass driver. Sorry for the language, well, everybody. Oh, they've been asking me to do this for years, be the trainer for years, you know, and, I, and the reason why is because every single year I, since I've been there, I am pretty much the best. And I don't like to brag about it that much, but I am the best. And they, <laughs> I don't and like to brag, but I'm the best. <laughs> they did hand me another award and another trophy. And the trophy happens to be sitting above me, behind me, saying I'm the best for, it, for 2020. It does. It says that Chris Chris, it got the Safe Driver Award, and it's this really cute acrylic trophy in the shape of a semi-truck with the company logo on it, and it's so cute. It's like the cutest. I mean, I'm sorry. It's the most distinguished and handsome Actually, I like and macho. It. Thank you. I like it better than some of the other ones they've given us in the past. So. It really looks like it represents your field. The other ones have been like like rectangles and stuff but this is so adorable i love it i know my trophy collection over there i know you do have a ton of them it's because you are so good at what you do i am very good i I have to think about this i'm very good at what i do i think also i I mentioned this on my other podcast podcastic audio i mentioned i think i have adhd hd right (laughs) like amplified adhd and i think what it causes me to do is be very streamlined and actually focus and i'm very laser focused i do things in a sequence yes you do and if that sequence is broken i go back to the start of that sequence and i do it all over again so i'm at work i have very much a sequence when i do things and i pretty much just focus on one delivery at a time and i just focus on one thing i'm doing at a time and nothing else matters until i finish that task and that's kind of the way i do my job and that's probably why I've been so successful at it. Yeah, you really do have a specific approach to everything that you do. And I can see how in your line of work that it would make you stand apart because you are so detail oriented and you are about things being in order that if things are out of order, 
you don't just let it go. You like retrace it or you triple check. And I think that especially when you're handling hazardous materials. Yeah, like a big bomb. Yeah, yeah, that it's definitely, definitely really helpful. That's a lot of guys do too is that like I have never have had a, what they call these drive cam. In the trucks, we have these drive cam systems. They're like cameras activated if you hit a bump or going too fast or something like that. And they kind of record you and it kind of records the road in front of you. And a lot of guys have gotten triggered or in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. I've been in 10 years and I've never had a problem. Knock on wood. Once. Okay. Knock on wood. But, <laughs> but I never had that happen to me, you know. Because you're so careful. I'm also I'm very careful. And I've also never had a contamination. A lot of guys have had c- contamination. Now, contamination is where you would put like the premium into the regular or regular into the premium or heaven forbid the diesel into the but gas. But wouldn't I like if, I, if you put the regular or the premium into the regular, then I just happen to get, you know, better gas. Exactly. For free. That's exactly. It's funny. I mentioned that's what they do. How do you fix that? What they do is if a driver accidentally put regular premium into the regular, they physically don't do anything mm-hmm. except it's a paperwork nightmare. Figure, oh, yeah. Figuring out the, you know, what's this value that, you know, we, we sold you this, this, and you know, yeah, it's a numbers game, right? If they go the other way around, if they go regular into the premium. They have to take it out, right? Yes. They send a truck over, not our company. We'll send another company out with a pump on it. Wow. They will pump it over back into the regular. So the regular is still better than it was. The regular will be better. Oh, because if they pump all of it and they just empty out that tank into the regular, it's not going to make a difference. But if it's mixed in the premium and somebody's car can only have premium, it could screw it up. You're basically right? downgrading what you're doing. You're downgrading the premium to like a mid-grade. So you got to take all that out, put it into one of the regular tanks. They'll do there on the site. Does the company take the hit for that? Uh, because yeah. the owners of the place didn't screw it up? Well, actually, yeah. And then what happens is is that the um, the uh, next company, they'll hire another, another load of premium to mm-hmm. come in and fill the premium back up again. So it'll do that. Keep it all. Usually, it'll, yeah, it'll do that. We never. Had, I never had to do that. See, I've never had that problem. I've never. What really gets bad is if you do a diesel because diesel. Uh. When you de- mix diesel and gas, you got to suck it out, and they got to haul it up someplace in L.A. and like they, separate it. Yeah, they they dump it off somewhere up there, and there's a place up there that a, re- a refinery or something. It will physically like remove the diesel from the gas. And That's start. crazy. That sounds so expensive. And it gets Well, I'm sure it is. Like, that, that person should be fired. Well, they could. Well, Hopefully yeah. it's not you. <laughs> I know. But there's even one step even further than the, the worse than that now. What? Now, some of these stations have E85 tanks. Ooh. Now, E85, if you're not familiar with that, that it's is... Like, is it like just straight like grain alcohol? No. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's E85. It's 85% ethanol and 15% gasoline. Now... We don't deliver that. That's not our product. We don't own that. It's delivered. Oh. It's owned and delivered by a separate company. It's a whole totally different separate company's thing on the same gas station. Oh wow! So you have our gas at the station, plus you have somebody else's company's mm. product at the station. And they could accidentally put their stuff in yours. Well, the other way around. We had a driver, I think, in Phoenix or somewhere, did that. They actually dumped the gas into the E85 <gasps> tank. Now it heard it was a total nightmare. Oh my god! Because it, now you're talking, you're crossing companies, you're co- crossing not only crossing products, you're crossing a complete different different thing. It, you know, so it's like you, mixing Coke and Pepsi. You know, so <laughs> are you the reason then that, um, or not you, but the others that work with you, the reason why gas p- prices are going so high because you guys keep screwing up? 
Uh, I don't. And that's why they hired you as a trainer is because they want to like drive back down America's gas prices. Well, the problem is we're having a hard time hiring people right now. There's not a lot of drivers available that can do it. There's drivers out there, but not a lot of drivers that are certified or want to get the certification to become a hazmat driver. So because of that, you know, they're kind of like. you know, they're, they're hopeful, hopefully in L.A. Cause L.A., they're really shorthanded on drivers in L.A. We're shorthanded drivers here in San Diego. Uh, not as bad as up there. But uh, so they're hoping, they're thinking they're going to get a surge of new drivers, new hires coming in. Oh, yeah. And they're going to need me to train them. Or, or be one of the trainers. So. Here's a fancy way to get a promotion. I really am so proud of you because I know that, you know, there's been some things at work where other people got the driver trainer position and you were a bit miffed because you had a better record and... I know that didn't work out so well for some of those individuals and, you know, the fact that they reached out to you. I know that you wouldn't ever say that it's something that you really, really wanted, but I think that it does provide some validation to how hard you've worked and what a great worker you are. It does. And a lot of guys kept telling me that all week long last week too. Like so. that you're such a good worker. Well, they were just saying, yeah, you deserve it and you, you, you should be driver trainer and, and all that kind of stuff and congratulations and things like that. I'm you know? so proud of you, honey. Oh, thanks, babe. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, this has just been fun catching up with you about this week, but we have a really fun topic that we're going to be jumping into that relates to something that's been happening since COVID was first on the downturn. And now I guess it's on the upswing again. What? What happened? But an interesting topic for us to talk about. We're going to be back with it right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in that dinner rut? You know, like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Well, with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those lines at the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with 25 recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Some of those recipes are chicken and biscuit pot pie with carrots, celery, and fresh thyme, figgy balsamic pork cutlets with roasted green beans and rosemary potatoes, lemon cream chicken cutlets plus dilly potatoes and green beans, and taqueria pork bowls, which is a takeout favorite, with corn esquites, sour cream, and cilantro. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Well, welcome back, everyone. And as promised, we have a special topic today. Kind of a fun one, kind of controversial. But we are going to be talking about... Weddings. What we just talked about weddings. <laughs> you but know, I love talking about weddings. I know you're the wedding coordinator. You're the in the wedding business. So if anybody knows anything about <laughs> weddings, it's gonna be Christine over here. Well, you know, I know you like to talk about money and you like to talk about like economics. I like talking about having money, really. I know, or not losing money. But one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about and pick your brain about is as I've been on Instagram and in these wedding circles. Everybody's been talking about what they're calling the quote unquote wedding boom of 2021. Wedding? You know what? 
Yeah, it makes sense because 2020 was last year and, uh, you know, that whole the COVID thing was kind yeah. of a bigger thing, bigger deal than we thought it was going to be. So a lot of weddings, I would think, just shut down, canceled, closed, and now they've got everything got booked up and like pushed back into this year, right? Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I thought too. But this concept or this topic of a wedding boom, it, it had me really wondering like what's behind it all? Is it just people that you know, we're supposed to get married in 2020 and couldn't. And so now they're rolling forward. But what I found is that it's not all couples that were already previously engaged. There's some people that, according to some articles and some research that I did, are kind of accelerating their pathway to marriage because of everything that they endured together during the pandemic. Is it because you think they're like on death's doorstep and they're like, we got to get married fast because uh, old Frank over there isn't going to make it. He's well, you know. it's interesting that you would ask that. So I found this article off of Bloomberg. And if you know anything about Bloomberg, it's a really an economic website. So they really talk oh, about yeah. like... I read it every day in the, ba- <laughs> in the bathroom. It's all about, I'm all about it. Yeah. They, well, they forecast different types of economic trends. So I pulled some sections out of the article that I wanted to read to you, Chris. And I want to get your opinion on some of the statements that they make here. Okay. Are you ready for me to read a section? Are you want me to read the first one? You read the No, f- I'm going to read the first one. You're okay. just going to respond to it. Dude, oh. you're not supposed to act like you even have a copy of it, goofball. Oh, I got. we had notes today. Check this out, I folks. Know, I know. Behind the scenes. All right. Stop looking at it. What, what is what's this paper with words on it? <laughs> okay. So the first one, the first section, a growing number of Americans apparently um, – Oh, it says, for whom do wedding bells toll? For a growing number of Americans, apparently. Everything from a surge in engagement ring sales to booked up venue rentals indicate we're headed for a major marriage boom. No way. Writing this off to pent up demand doesn't fully capture what's happening here, for better or worse. The history of previous marriage booms suggests that human emotions, particularly those associated with collective traumas, can play a big role in nudging people to the altar and then ensuring they remain married or pushing them to split up. No way. Well, that's what it says here. So it says what's interesting is that a study found that marriages that were consummated during economic downturns actually proved longer lasting than unions in periods of relative prosperity, possibly because of the stronger bonds forged by enduring tumultuous times together. It kind of makes sense if you think about it with like, you know, if you get married at like such a high, high, and I know from my previous marriage, I don't want to say speak ill of it, but I think it kind of was like that. For me personally, I was kind of going on an upswing Mm -hmm. because I had a decent paying job. I just bought my first place. I just bought my first vehicle all by myself, you know, and I was kind of on an upswing. So I was thinking that like, like, yeah, the next thing I should do. And, and it, back then, this is before the economy crashed, mm-hmm. like just right before. <laughs> so everybody was like, yeah, money. It's, yeah, it's, everything sounds great. The, you know, the houses are going up. Everything's going great. The economy's great. They're building homes left and right. You know, uh, banks are giving out loans to anybody who wants one. You know, and I was like, yeah, it's free, free for all. We're, you know, I was in a good mood. You know, like a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, let's get married. You know, let's do this. And, yeah, because you're like you're. It's like when you're on a winning streak in Vegas, and you're like you feel like you're in. Oh, drinks, drinks are on me, everybody. Yeah, drinks are on me. Like, let's keep going. Let's roll down to the next casino. This street can't stop. And then when it does, it's like a harsh reality and you lose everything. Or if it changes just a little bit. Right. Like you have a couple bad hands. Like if you're using the Vegas analogy, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, you get that that sudden depression. I remember I was playing roulette a couple times and I was on a really big winning streak. I was like hitting, hitting, hitting. And then you hit like nothing and then nothing and then nothing and you see a pile of chips start to dwindle mm-hmm. and it is it, it like sucks the joy right out of your soul 
<laughs> yeah, I can see how that would be. But what it does say here is that um, this concept of uh, marriages lasting longer in periods of than just marriages in periods of prosperity highlights an important but little appreciated dimension of the ebb and flow of marriage rates, that quantity isn't the same as quality. And what they're saying is this is something to keep in mind as the wedding bells are ringing for so many people is that um, it's more about the quality of the relationship than the quantity of time together. What do you think? Wait, if you're locked down in COVID last year, like if you were both, you were in lockdown, like you're supposed to have been, then a lot of these people were together so much. I can't even imagine them wanting to get married. We're like, I just want to <laughs> get away from you. I can't even stand being around you right now. You well, know? it depends, right? I mean, if that's your person, some people, I think it would solidify bonds. Like, oh my gosh, like I really saw who this person really was and I fell in love with them. Maybe they were like, you know, just starting to date, but, and they might not have even been living together, but maybe they figured out, like, maybe the guy figured out really unique ways to have social distance dates or, you know, whatever, and really made an effort. And for the girl, she was like, man, like, during this really time, this time that's really hard, he really showed up for me. Or, you know, if one partner was to end up with battling COVID or COVID depression, which is what I refer to it as. And wait, the wait, other, wait, what's COVID depression? I feel like a lot of people had these like COVID blues where it's like from being isolated alone so much. Oh, and you just couldn't to, go out to the movies. I want to go to the movies. I can't. I want to go here. I can't. I want right. to go there. I can't, you know. Right. And so, you know, it could be that they saw each other for who they really are. And so I think about like some couples might have been together for, you know, three or four years and still debating on whether or not to get married, where you might have these couples that maybe started dating just before the pandemic or right at the beginning of it and who are like certain now that they want to get married. What do you think? Also, too, think about this. I, I just had a thought we were saying that is that like, you know how like long you've been in a long term relationship before, haven't you? Yes, I was married for 11 years. No, long-term. Let me yeah, sorry. we, were, I, no, we long, were dating for three years before that. I meant like long-distance. Oh, yeah, that I'm was sorry. the one too. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, long, a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Okay, well, you're in a long-distance relationship. Like, say you live and even if it's like, uh, okay, let's just put it in a scenario where it's so far apart that you can't see each other every weekend. Right. It's like so far apart. Like, say you live where you visit maybe once a month or, one, okay. or, or, or twice a year. Maybe, right? Okay, <laughs> once a month or twice a year. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> ideally. But so, so let's say you meet twice twice a year, right? Okay. So you don't see each other as often. So okay. when you do see each other, it's like meeting each other for the first time. And you get a little nervous and stuff uh-huh. and all that. So you kind of like – so when you do get married, I heard a lot of those marriages, they don't seem to work out because – because they weren't together so long right. in, the, in the beginning. So when they get finally get together, they're kind of like, wait a second, you do that with the laundry? What is that about that? You load the dishwasher wrong or <laughs> you snore? I didn't know you, know you snored. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of the little quirks that you kind of get to used to after being with somebody for so long. And I think that if you are with somebody in COVID, you really, that process really gets accelerated. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's kind of like a re- relationship accelerator. And I remember at the beginning of the, the pandemic, we were hearing news reports about the dramatic increase in divorces and separations and people that That's are and, mind, and yeah. domestic violence because oh, yeah. you know things that were previously hidden were um you know, amplified. Well, you're bottling up. You're you're, st- you're taking two people that probably are, are on the verge of like uh, bickering a lot, and then you cram them into a house. And if it's a small house, oh my gosh! Like say, say you live in New York and you have like a 
100 square foot apartment or whatever. 100 square foot apartment. <laughs> and then you're living in there. There's my toilet and my bed, same thing. And then you pretty much, like, you got to sit on the toilet today. You sleep, well, you sleep on the toilet. And then it's like your small little place. And then I get to see how, like, you know, like when you get angry at mm-hmm. me. I know. It happens I, sometimes. I, I never get angry. I'm an angel. It, it, that is true. But I'm saying some women in my past have gotten angry at me. And they have decided to storm out and get mad and run off in their explorer. Um, not to mention <laughs> And I'm feeling called out here. I'm not saying you. I'm saying some women. That drive explorers. It might be a red explorer. I don't know. <laughs> that may or may not be married to you at this moment. <laughs> and they take off and they get angry as you have that space to do that. And technically with COVID, during the heart of it all, they really didn't want anybody to leave it at all. But come on. I bet... I don't know how many people, if, unless they were like really, really sick or they had one of those um, symptoms where if they got COVID, they were like on death's doorstep, what right. you, um, sy- symptomatic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you were, did not fall into that category, I would guarantee that not everybody just sat home and didn't leave. They People, well, people left. It's possible. But, you know, this conversation around relationship accelerators brings up another point from the Bloomberg, Bloomberg article. And it says... When a collective trauma hits a society, it forces people to reevaluate their priorities and their partners. Questions that may have seemed remote or irrelevant, whether, for example, they wanted to grow old alone, suddenly acquire new urgency. Some individuals tie the knot, others get divorced, others do both repeatedly. Wait, so so let me get this straight. You're going to get married and then divorced same weekend? What? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Saturday, you get married, Sunday, you get divorced. You know, they, I, sh- they, should, have a, they should have like a uh, business. That's a new business you figure this out. It's called the marriage divorce business. We <laughs> do them both. We, you get two for the price of one. If you get a, if you get a marriage with us, we throw out a free divorce counseling <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the end. Next weekend, it's like their guarantee. It's like if you're not satisfied, you can exchange. And then, and then also they have a dating 365 days, a dating website too, (laughs) attached to it. It's you go from the marriage to the divorce to the dating website. It's like an all encompass service. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a satisfactory guaranteed. So yeah, your satisfaction is guaranteed. So you get married with us, we guarantee that you'll be satisfied. Otherwise. We'll provide you your divorce for free and help you get your way to your next divorce. There you go. <laughs> Patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> Courtesy of Chris and Christine. <laughs> no, but, you know, not to make light of it, because we know that a lot of uh, relationships did end over the, the pandemic. But what it's saying here, I think, is that when you're forced into these tumultuous times, and especially if you were isolated, it makes people like reconsider what their priorities were. And like it said here, whether or not you wanted to grow old alone or whether or not you wanted to grow old with the person that you are kind of tied up with. And, you know, I think that one of my because I see therapists. Well, not anymore because I graduated. But <laughs> Wait, you graduated from being a therapist? From, no, seen it. Yeah, I went. I liked to go to therapy. It felt really good. Talk how, do you, how does someone graduate from that? I don't know. She just said that I'm doing great and I don't need to see her anymore. Or maybe she's too busy to see you. No, just stop. Stop putting thoughts in my head like that. But <laughs> one of the things that she and I were talking about is that you know people in relationships weren't intended to be together as much as everyone was when they were forced to be at home full time because of COVID. It was like. 365 days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You couldn't go do anything. And then on top of it, you know, self-care went out the window where people weren't able to like, well, women weren't able to like go do their normal stuff. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's go get coffee. Let's, let's get, get our hair done. Let's get our nails done. done. Let's yeah. go have girls night, wine tasting. Uh, oh. Or guys like, let's go play golf. Well, I guess golf, many of the golf places were open. I, I, don't, I thought they shut down everything. I don't well, know. I don't know. But the point here is, I guess that when people are in isolation, 
uh, makes them reevaluate. And I guess that's what led to more people deciding to get married and some to get divorced. So speaking on the marriage part, why would somebody why would why would somebody who's living somebody so much decide, you know what, we're together this much, COVID happened, and maybe maybe they don't know the certainty of their job or they don't know the certainty of the situation of their living situations, uh-huh. you know, things like that uh, because they can't pay their rent or their mortgage or whatever. So why would somebody, well, a couple decide, you know what, of all the things that we don't know that we're certain about, why get married? Well, you know, I think I would ask that question to you because, you know, 10 weeks before we got married and we found out we couldn't get married in Hawaii, I gave you an out. I said we could change the date and you were insistent that you wanted to keep November 20th. And after being around me so much and being in isolation and us living together, you still were bent on getting married right like when we had planned. What led you to keep with your plans? I think seeing how you responded to all the disasters we had over the COVID year 2020, I mean, heaven forbid, neither one of us got real, I mean, you got a little, you got sick, but not saying nothing to the point of like ventilator kind of sick, you know, know, anything like that. So, and that was after the wedding. Right. Okay. So before the wedding, leading up to it, we had those disasters with the house, the flood up here and the flood downstairs and the way you organized everything, the way you dealt with all the contractors, the way you written everything down in detail, the price for every job, every listing of everything, how you went back and forth with the insurance agent, how you got them to pay for this and do all this stuff. All that stuff I saw was like, I was so impressed with all that, all that, the way you're able to handle that stuff, because I was very stressed out. Oh, yeah, you were. You know, if it was up to me by myself to do all that stuff, I probably would have said, okay, insurance guy, just do whatever. I'm just doing (laughs) it. Bulldoze the house. (laughs) (laughs) If you're gonna knock it down, knock it down. Whatever. Take it into studs. I don't even know anymore. You know, like oh, you know, so stressed out. Like whatever you gotta do. But but you would have let them like dig up the entire interior of the house and be like a billion dollars. It'd be funny if like it's up to me. They'd be like digging a hole in the backyard. (laughs) Like what are you doing, guys? The flood's in the garage. I'd be like, okay, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think, but the thing with you is you were able to handle all that stuff. And I know that with the wedding, you were very much on point, figuring out every little budget, every little thing, right. figuring figure out. As before, it was kind of, I mean, not to say about my previous marriage, but it was saying a lot of it kind of like was kind of like up in the air, like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess we're taking care of this, or I guess this is that. And I didn't know that like the day of my last wedding, not your this wedding, but right. but the previous wedding, I had to drop $3,000 cash the day of the wedding. And I was like, what? What's this about? Oh, yeah. somebody had to pay a back fee or back something or other. Like, well, I guess I'm breaking in this new credit card, you know, yeah. or whatever. But that's that lead, led to a disaster. But I'm saying it's like you are so well prepared. And I want, I need somebody in my life that is more prepared than I am. And I think, <laughs> which I think, doesn't say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think I'm pretty prepared. Mm, um, okay. Uh, well, I put gas in the car. Yeah, you do. You keep our cars, cars gassed up and washed. Thank you for that. That's about as far as my yeah. car exp- expertise go. But I think that that goes to when you were asking the question, why would other people get married um, even after having all this time together? And I think that you answered your own question is if somebody finds pe- a person, their person, that helps them feel grounded and stable in the midst of so much uncertainty then for some people, they just want to latch on to that and they don't want to let it go. It's like you don't let a good thing go. You know what I'm saying, baby? You are a good thing to my in my life. So I don't want to ever let you go, baby. Right. So you had to lock it down. You put a ring on it and you had to take this one off the market, right? I, absolutely right. You know? <laughs> and I've heard, I heard that you are a hot commodity being hit on at a wedding yesterday. <laughs> I may have been hit on at What's the wedding. What's up with that? 
So Christine over there, hot. I know. I didn't. I was all sweaty and yucky, but I did not encourage it. And I made sure to talk amply about my husband, Chris. And yes. So how does it feel to be hit on? I get hit on all the time. You know, it was flattering for a second. And then it felt completely wrong. And I was like, I'm not going to give any room for this. I'll be kind, but I'm not going to be inviting of any unwanted attention because I felt like even if I was to engage for a second in like banter or anything like that, that it's, it's, it just rubs me the wrong way. You know, so you know I do. I'm, I, I'm like the true blue person forever with you. Well, I always lead the ladies on a little bit and then I drop them the business card for the Christian <laughs> show. And they say, check it out. Because if you go to the website, you can see us and everything too. It's like, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm a podcaster. Oh, yeah, cool. Hey, here's a here's card. So I give her my card. And then and then she follows us on Instagram. And, and, <laughs> and then, then you start- ask her, what church do you go to? <laughs> yes. And we have, com- stalker, we have conversations. Stalker Razi. Like- yeah, okay. Well, okay. So back to the article when we were talking about weddings and marriages and the wedding and marriage boom. So here's what – and I'm going to read a couple paragraphs. So, yes, you can interrupt me if you want to. But Bloomberg says – And I think the – well, it's not Bloomberg themselves, but their writer says all of this information about the the move to get married faster suggests that the COVID-19 pandemic may well have lasting impacts on the marital status of many Americans. It may speed some divorces, yes, but that's countered by the huge swell of weddings across the country that we're beginning to see. And that may even lead to a – Baby boom. What? That could help slow the long-term declines in fertility, though that's a more open question. Wait, what, what's this long-term uh, fertility you're talking about? So there's been a decline in fertility rates within the United States because a lot of couples are sticking with just like having one child because it's so expensive to raise a kid. Oh, it's and a so money thing, huh? Well, so there's been, oh yeah, declines in fertility. And also you'll have couples that would rather just have one or two kids and be able to set them up for life than have like four, five, or six and not be able to help them be successful. And so there's been this long-term, like, slow decrease in fertility rates. Do you think I've had, like, Planned Parenthood and, like, the um, with the pill and all that kind of stuff has anything to do with this kind of stuff? Well, like I'm just or- talking about in the last couple of years. So well, those, aren't, so new. Po- well, I mean, those no, aren't new innovations. I know, but people have been taking them for the last so many years. It may think jacked your systems up, maybe? No, no. It's just that people are consciously making a decision to wait until they're older. Couples are waiting to get married until they're older. And then... What do you think is too old to have a kid? Well, I mean, they're definitely your body will tell you when it's too old and then it's just like well, it gets you, more you, high risk. If you physically could have a kid, well, like if you say you physically could have a kid at any age, just theoretically, right? What would be the, like, no, this is it, no more at this age? I don't get to say what that is. It's every woman's body and I think so that you're if you're... you're 60 years old, you're gonna have a kid? If you want to. At 60? Why you'll, not? You'll be 100 before the poor kid's in high school. Uh, So... Or whatever the math is. I can't Why, don't be don't be getting down on what people's choices are. So my point here is what was really interesting to me in reading this is it made me think about like World War II. So after World War II, you know, you had all of these couples that got married before their soldiers went overseas because they didn't know if they were going to come back and, you know, I want to marry you and be together. And then when those soldiers came home... There was a huge baby boom, and that's why we have the boomers. That's right, the boomers. Now, the boomers today happen to be what age now? Like in the seventies? Yeah, they're in their seventies, and so we're. So those are the babies, or those the ones that had the kids? Those are the the babies babies of the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're kids of uh, World War II veterans. But there was a huge surge, and it wasn't just those that were coming back from the war. It was the family or the couples that. 
were married through the war or like newlyweds right after the war because the whole concept here is it's not even just those that are the soldiers that were deployed, but anybody that was uh, impacted might have this tendency to like get married sooner and it may result in a baby boom. That's fantastic. You know, and it's, you know, I hate to be Mr. Doom and Gloom around here, but if you uh, watch any of the news reports about the COVID deaths they've had over the last year, really, uh, if there is a baby boom, it may replenish those losses. You know well, I mean, yes, people aren't replaceable, but it 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 could be for the population. It I'm could saying. be a way for the population. It sounds very scientific to kind of rebound and that's hard to think about because you know we've all been through so much trauma but what's interesting the last little bit that it says in this article it says whether these marriages last though is another matter it's worth considering one final piece of research on weddings conducted by two economists they found that the money couples spent on wedding rings and the ceremony itself was inversely related to the long-term viability of the marriage the more ostentatious the wedding, the less likely it would endure. You know, I hear that all the time. I say the big, a big wedding does not guarantee a long-lasting marriage, right? Like, like you know. So even if you do a small wedding, you just go to the courthouse, right? right. You just do like sign the paperwork. You can do a, you you share Cheerios as your rings or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm saying like use something simple like that. Um, it can still last because of the meaning is, is is what's more grounded and rooted than a big flashy wedding. I think especially you, you did a wedding yesterday. You told me this, how like San Diego is all about the flashy weddings, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about the big ta-da and all that. So I wonder if, if you do a big flashy wedding, a big mega wedding, that uh, I wonder how many of those truly do last. I don't know. know. Well, it says here, if you're invited to a post-pandemic wedding, then don't worry if it's a simple, understated, inexpensive affair. These are the couples whose unions are the most likely to stand the test of time, no matter what disasters await us in the coming years. So basically what Christine's saying is that you have a small wedding, you have a greater chance of your marriage, of wedding marriage lasting. Well, we can't just say to people, okay, have a small wedding so your marriage will last. I think it's well, I'm those, saying that you go ahead. But I think that it's the people who approach the marriage as the more important factor versus the wedding. Like they say, the wedding is a process that we're going through to get to the marriage, whereas the wedding is the destination. And you sent me the funniest video yesterday about weddings. And the guy was talking about how, and I'm not saying this is always true, but the wedding is mostly for the woman. And what did he say about it's... It's a, uh, what do you call it? A, a one contestant beauty pageant yes right? <laughs> yes i want to contest it yes that's basically what it is really i mean i love weddings but then when i saw that video i was dying like i was watching it up here in bed this morning and i laughed so loud that i must have scared the dog because i was watching it and it's bad language in it but it was like the guy is saying like I didn't even get to walk down the aisle. I'm like, they're like, you go there. Don't say anything. Stand there and look at me. And then when the bride comes out, everybody stands and all eyes are on her. And she's walking the catwalk, you know, dramatically, maybe being escorted by someone or maybe she just wants to go by herself. And, right. you know, it's very and I, I looked through that lens and I thought, oh, that's hilarious. But, you know, a wedding is a piece to just like an entryway into the legal 
uh, like aspect of marriage. Don't you legally get that thing signed before you get married? You sign it, but you have to have somebody officiate it. But there's people that go down to the courthouse and just do it very simply. And, you know, courthouse here is doing, oh my gosh, they're calling it walk up Wednesdays. What's that? Walk up weddings. Oh, really? Yeah, you can walk up and they'll let you get married in their beautiful outside garden which in San Diego Courthouse, they have this beautiful garden area, and it's actually really pretty for a wedding. I have a dumb question. What? Um, in the state of California, are you allowed to marry other things like your dog or something? No. Oh, I just a dumb question. I just ask him. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> well, I think like if I was to do a walk up wedding, that'd be all I use it for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> walk up with a dog or your pig or whatever you have. Oh my gosh, you're so horrible. You're <laughs> such a goofball. My pig really helped me get through COVID. <laughs> well, well, he did. It, uh, <laughs> it reminds me because Jacob, Jacob and I watched the Simpsons movie. In the Simpsons movie, Homer like gets a pig and he's like petting it and calling it his pet pig and he's like walking around the ceiling with it and into all his crazy. It, it walking was hilarious. around the ceiling. Well, it was funny because uh, Marge comes down in the movie. She's like, "How do these pig hooves get on the ceiling?" And then Col- uh, Homer's got the pig on the ceiling, like holding him up, like, "Look, Spider Pig!" Like, hold- <laughs> 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 you're uh, such a nut. Yeah, but you know, when I read this, it. It really did open my eyes about a number of things. And that is, you know, as you're getting ready to get married, we our advice would be to make sure that you're thinking through and talking through all of the important aspects of life that you don't want to be impulsive and run into something. Um, and, you know, talk about the taboo topics. Like, what do we always say you must talk about? Finances, yes. kids, religion. Yeah, you must talk about those things. And then, um, you know, like, what are your deal breakers in the relationship? Like, you know, it's important to just be really clear about everything. And, you know, I also was reflecting on the fact that our wedding was extremely beautiful and small. Like, it was our backyard affair. It was magical. I loved it so much. And the beach, uh, Sunset Cliffs photos yeah. and the shot there at that place. Was but it I wouldn't it? call it ostentatious. No, I don't know. I think I think also, too, we had a guest list of, like, what, 30 maybe? Yeah, 35. 35. So I think what they're talking about is maybe these magical weddings where they have 100 people. They have... The 100 pro- is small, dude. You mean, like... 800 people? Maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I don't host these things. How would I know? <laughs> but uh, well, speaking of which, what would be a, a, a what would be an expensive wedding um, price-wise? So I think that the averages right now for weddings in San Diego are between thirty to 50000 That all-inclusive? Um, everything, yeah. Thirty, fifty $50,000? Not the honeymoon. Well, not, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but it includes like the bride's dress and then everything oh, for the wedding. Oh, includes the dress. I didn't include the dress. Yeah. It's for the most part, it includes the dress and everything else. It's like I think it's like thirty five to fifty thousand dollars, which is a down payment on a house. Now, is that like the now that number sounds familiar? I, I've heard the number being thrown around like twenty five thousand has been kind of the number thrown around for the last like how many years I've been researching this was not that long, but I'm saying that like I wonder if that depends on the different areas of the country like if you live in say alabama is it cheaper than it's in san diego and things like that you did mention that places middle of the country have a hard time getting flowers so they probably those costs probably you know go over the cost of say you know a place or whatever possibly well uh you know while you were just talking i was able to use google and find from valuepenguin.com oh i love value penguin as subsidiary of lending tree that the average cost of a wedding in 2020 was twenty thousand three hundred dollars, a four thousand four hundred per wet dollar per wedding increase from the year before. So it went down in 2020. So it was 
in 20 in 2019 it was around $24,700 um but the average cost of a wedding by state shows that the highest or the most expensive and least expensive states to get married in most expensive are Massachusetts, New Jersey, Connecticut, DC, New York, Maryland, New Hampshire, California. Okay. And then Hawaii. Okay. And then at the bottom of the list, I mean it doesn't have all 50 states labeled and maybe some of them don't rank here, but um, the lowest with the average cost is Arkansas, West Virginia, well, Mississippi, I called Kentucky. it. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> so Arkansas, West Virginia, Mississippi, Kentucky, Oklahoma. Um, and so the average is right in the middle. It's around 20,000 from last year. But um, it says seven of the 10 cheapest places to get married are in the South, while the other three states among the most affordable places to get married are in the West, New Mexico, Montana, and Nevada. And so um, oh. it's, 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 all the prices kind of went down, right? Yeah, last year. It doesn't say what this year is yet because we're still in the middle of the year. I think I might be able to Google it. But um, it's very interesting if you think about the cost of a wedding. And we spent like way less than even half of that for our wedding. You know, I was kind of wondering as you're saying that how the average went down for 2020. I wonder if it's something to do with the fact that less number of weddings got actually happened in 2020. You and think maybe that, smaller too because right. you couldn't have these really ostentatious So you probably should events. look up – you probably would have to look up 2019 numbers. That's because, what they said, that it was 24700 So it was $4,300 more or something. Less – more in 2020 or less in 2020? It was – in 2019, it was over $4,000 more. Yes, because of the drops right. in the actual numbers of weddings in 2020 and because you couldn't have large groups in 2020. Right. So you have all those factors put in. So it does bring the number down. Right. And I bet you you didn't see a lot of those big lavage like like yacht weddings or whatever, you know, with thousands of people or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't think they'd put thousands on a yacht, but well, I, see they, what you, I see what you're going for unless you're Titanic, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah rent out Titanic. <laughs> But the point here is like, it's okay to be base, not basic. It's okay to be simple in your execution of your wedding. And I think that that's one of the things that I love about having this business is I get to work with couples from a range of different types of uh, weddings. And right now, what's a lot that's coming at me for this rest of the year until the end of um, December are some kind of more simple but beautiful, elegant outdoor celebrations so people can have space and there, you know, there's distancing that's allowed for COVID precautions. And I've already have several that are on the books for the following year. No that way. Are, Look at you. That are like 250 guest list plus in, you know, large banquet halls. Now, is that depending on COVID restrictions or how's that work? Well, they're expecting that by like the end of 2022 because these are like far far off my books are all the way open through next they December. said that last year i know <laughs> but the point is like i love i love seeing love in it's like authentic natural environment because there's something about being in a space that you're comfortable in like when we had ours in our backyard or yesterday's that was in the parents backyard and it was so beautiful and just i love going to event spaces too i'm not opposed to anything it's just every different venue has a different vibe. And so I think it's really important for couples if they're thinking about jumping into getting married is to really think about what uniquely feels like it's right for the couple. Amen. So that was well said, well spoken. Thank you. And Christina is the best wedding coordinator in this house. 
Oh, well, thank you. I thought you were going to say in the South. And I was like, well, we're not no. in the South, dude, but no. South San Diego. Okay. Yes. There you go. Yeah. But thanks for letting us talk about weddings and marriages today. I was just really interested to hear your perspective on the wedding boom, which it ends up looks like it's the marriage boom and maybe possibly a baby boom. Yes, definitely. So look out. Hey, so basically what we're trying to tell you is that buy stock and uh, hampers, or pamper, pampers, <laughs> pampers, pampers, and uh, baby bottles. <laughs> Maybe. Um, or just, you know, prepare for a population boom maybe in the next couple of years. Oh, if you have a nursery or like, say, a daycare, you might get that. If you're thinking about on the fence, but get that daycare license or whatever, I would get it. Oh, I would agree because there is a huge, huge like decline in the number of preschools and daycares because of so many not being able to survive being closed down because of COVID. That's too bad. There's a huge need right now for childcare. And I think that it's only going to get more significant. Oh gosh. So I'm going to open up a couple of daycares actually. <laughs> the Chris and Christine daycare service. The K2 daycare. We're not having the kids here. It's of course. like that movie daddy daycare where it's like extreme. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you let the kids like paint everything, but uh, this has been such a fun episode, Chris. Thanks for giving me your honest, unfiltered opinion. About like I always do, baby. Marriages. You know you know I do. Come yeah. on. You know how I do it. Yeah. And so where can people find us? Well, you can find us on the old interweb at www.chrisandchristineshow.com. And that's Chris and Christine with K's. And you can find out about my new business at christinesmithdesigns.com. And that's Christine with a K and designs with an S. And you know what I'm thinking about doing is I might actually put your uh, website link on our website. So people can, I'll have to work on that. I have to talk to the guys at the web design department yeah. and ask if they can figure that out. And you'll have to talk with our agent and our producer to see if they're okay with cross-marketing because, you Bob know, doesn't mind about that I stuff. Don't know. I don't know. But, but Phil, that guy's a jerk. Yeah, but Frank does too. I know. So we'll be back here next week. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right. Forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. <laughs>